international speaker, preacher, author, and business coach. Patrice is the co-founder and chief servant officer of both Nehemiah Project International Ministries and PG and Associates LLC, which he founded with his wife and best friend, Gina Saguet. Patrice specializes in helping families incorporate their faith into their business practices, ensuring that their businesses are able to exist beyond the third generation. And now, introducing Patrice Saguet. Welcome to my uh, Entrepreneurship Community Podcast. I'm your host, Patrice Saguet. Happy New Year. We are now in 2021, an exciting year that will be. Happy New Year to you all. And today we're going to talk about bad debt, good debt. Um, you know, each we have a weekly devotion that we publish to our members uh, around the nation and around the world. And so uh, we're on a series right now, in a series right now from my book, Nothing But a Jar of Oil. And, um, and, and I want each Monday, when we this devotional out, we want to kind of deal with this uh, because I think this is a very um, uh, great resource for you uh, to to consider as you're considering your year, uh, your business, and the issues you're going through. And that is one of them. And so, when is it appropriate to borrow? And when is it appropriate not to borrow? And we're going to glean from the scripture, and we're going to look at uh, that whole that whole situation. And so the devotional title, by the way, if you do not receive our weekly devotionals and you want to uh, uh, get them, you want to visit our website, go to nehemiahecommunity.com, nehemiahecommunity.com, and there you can uh, sign up for the devotionals, or you can become a member of the e-community, and, uh, and from there, you can start having access to all these resources. Uh, and so if you have a Bible, uh, you want to turn it to... Second uh, Kings uh, chapter four, and I'm going to read verse three. Second Kings chapter four. Uh, then he said, "Go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Uh, do not gather just a few." So many of us are familiar with this particular passage. This is where. The prophet Elijah received a, a widow woman who has been bankrupt, and uh, she's facing a dilemma where her her children are, be, are about to be taken into slavery. And uh, faced with that situation, she goes to the prophet Elijah for help. Her husband was one of the prophets. And so she goes to Elijah and says, your servant, my husband, is dead. And he left me in this predicament, and if I don't get some help, my children will be enslaved. And so that kind of begins the story. And so, so we're going to talk about good, bad, bad, because Prophet Elijah said to her, go borrow, right? And the question for us becomes, when is it necessary to borrow? Why would the Prophet Elijah ask a widow who's facing bankruptcy to go borrow? I mean, doesn't that kind of make the problem worse, right? Because I'm in a situation where I cannot pay my debts. Um, and I'm about to face the consequences of that, and I'm asked to go borrow. What does that mean? What can we learn from that? Well, so what's interesting, what we learn from this particular passage, uh, first of all, the no matter what you can say about the widow and, and her situation, um, she knew where to go. 
right? And, and so she went to the man of God. And so we want to encourage you, if you're in a situation where you have limited resources and you're facing a, a predicament, uh, go to the right sources, you know, go to, you know, go, reach out to the EMR project and get some help within our seminars, our courses, get, get a business coach, reach out to another resource that you trust that can help you. So the key to changing your situation and circumstance is going through the right sources. The Bible says, and in the multitude of counselor, there's safety. So she found safety with the counsel of Elijah. But notice something, the prophet did not uh, take up an offering for her, did not even pray for her, but gave her sound business advice, right? So when you go to the source that you need to go to for help, you, you need to go looking, not for what you want, but what you need, right? He didn't give her what she wanted. He gave her what she needed, right? As a business coach, uh, one of the key to successful coaching is that the client must be coachable, right? The client must be coachable because if you're not coachable, then it doesn't matter what I do. Right. And so this woman was coachable. She was teachable. Right. She she normally she just, you know, many times people come to you and they're looking, they come for help, but then they prescribe to you the solution that they want. Well, if you know the solution, then why are you coming to me? <laughs> I mean, right. If you if you know how to fix the problem, then you don't need my advice. You don't need help because you know what to do. But Patrice, what I'm doing is not working. Well, if what you're doing is not working, then you just don't need to request what you think you need or what you want. You need to get wisdom. You need to get a perspective outside of yourself. You need to get something, an advice or guidance that is different than what you've been doing. Speaking of advice and guidance, we have our upcoming uh, e-community star that's coming up on... Uh, in, uh, in the next couple of weeks, we'll be dealing with how to develop a growth plan. This is the new year 2020, and you want to learn how to plan your year right, okay? So just uh, sign up, go to our website, or click that link and sign up for that seminar so that you might learn how to put together your 2021 growth plan. So, so this widow knew uh, where to go. She knew the right place to go. And uh, but so and then the, the prophet Elijah began to coach her and gave her some advice that was a bit counterintuitive, right? He said, "Go borrow." So here's the question we need to answer right now: Is first of all, is borrowing biblical, right? It's borrowing biblical. So let's answer that question. So that is a very misunderstood concept in the body of Christ. You know, we go from. You know, the extreme mindset of using other people's money, just charge what, for, for charging what we want, to the ex, other extreme view that that is completely evil and sinful, right? So we go from one extreme to the other. Well, the truth of the matter is that there is a type of debt that is evil and sinful, but not all debt is evil and sinful, right? So first, you need to have a sober perspective of debt. And you need to think about it. I think one of our one of our staff members today at staff meeting talked about having a financial intelligence, right? Many of us do not have financial intelligence. And he talked about having financial, I think it was Charles Kears actually, having financial intelligence versus just financial literacy. 
See, financial literacy says, I know about finance. Financial intelligence says, I know how to use finance, right? Because you can know about it, but not know how to use it, right? And, and so, so, so we want to make sure we, we have financial intelligence. You know, how do I use this, right? And so, so it, because see, if all that was sinful, the prophet Elijah would not have instructed the bankrupt with it to go borrow. And by the way, also Jesus would not have instructed a servant with the one talent to deposit his talent with the banker so that he could receive back his own with interest. Right, because in both cases, Elijah told the prophet, the, the widow, he told the widow, said, go borrow. Jesus told the servant of one talent who was unable to, to multiply the talent that the Lord gave them. He said, you ought to have put my money with the bankers so that at my at, at returning, I would have got it back with interest. Well, the only way to get it back with interest is that it would have been loaned out or invested in other businesses, right? So borrowing cannot be unscriptural because God would not ask us to do something that is also unscriptural, right? And so that has created some confusion about it, Christ. You know, just like sex has. I have two young ladies, I have two girls. If I have my way, they would not never hear the word sex, right? They would never hear the word sex. But that's the reality. Because they watch television, they see movies, they read books, they have friends, they go to school, and da da da. So they hear all these words about sex. And so as a parent, as a father, I had to educate them about the purpose of sex, sex, the use of sex, right? And I had to take them through a process of rituals. Uh, they have a, they have a, a, um, a, a, a commitment ring that that's a covenant between them and God, as to that they will remain pure. And so we had to go through that process. But part of that process is educate them about the use of their body. So, so the issue. So it's not saying, oh, sex is wicked and evil. No. Yes, it is if you misuse it. But here's the proper use of it. And that's what um, we've had to do with our, with our girls. Well, similarly, we have to do the same thing with uh, debt. What is its proper use? Because you cannot throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? There's a fear many times among in Christendom that if if we talk about it, mention it, uh, teach it, or even bring it up, then uh, if we don't condemn it wholeheartedly, then people will misuse it or even abuse it. Well, that's not necessarily true. Uh, so we gotta teach folks the effect on how to use it, just as sex is to be used in the context of marriage between a husband and a wife for mutual satisfaction and procreation, that also has a purpose, and it's only bad when it's used outside of that purpose. And the purpose of that is not for consumption, right, or to depend upon it solely, uh, but the purpose of that is for production. So good debt is for production. And when I borrow, I have to have a commitment to repay back my debt. I cannot live on debt, nor can I rely on it 100%, but it can give me a boost and it can serve as a resource to help me to be able to move my business forward, 
my life for it and so forth. Now, but before we kind of talk about the proper use of debt, um, let's first all agree that consumer debt is wicked, sinful, and oftentimes irresponsible, right? Consumer debt. So let me kind of, uh, because see, to consume means to use up, destroy completely, or spend extra vagantly, right? Because you don't want to borrow something to consume it. Once you consume it, it disappears. You don't have it no more, which means that you've depleted the very asset that you could use to generate revenue. Remember we talked about in one of the podcasts, we define asset as something of value that you can use to generate revenue. Well, if you consume the asset, then you don't have anything of value to generate revenue. So so, so, so we don't want you to consume the asset, right? Because when you consume it, then at that moment, uh, it can destroy your family. Uh, it could cause you to be um, be indebted in bondage, and that's what happened to the to the woman of Jaboy, right? So you want to make sure that you don't you're not debt dependent. I like what Scripture says: "Oh, no man, nothing but love," right? Nothing but love. So we want to stay away from consumer debt. Well, so here's the question, but you ask Patrice: Well, what if I don't have enough and I have needs? Right now, let me kind of say this. Let me try to explain this in a way that makes a little bit of sense. Uh, I believe that when we fall prey to consumer debt is because of one or many reasons. The first reason could be because of our own bad stewardship, right? Because we are we're indebted because we we we've not been good steward of the resource that God has placed under our care. Right, either because we live above our means or because we've not managed properly, right? We've not had a financial intelligence. That's one reason why we might be indebted. The other reason why we might be indebted is pure greed. It's not that, you know, it's it's because we we want more than we we don't have contentment. So we're always living above our means, right? That could be another reason why we're indebted. Another reason why we're indebted uh, could be because of circumstance outside of our control. We get uh, very ill or a family member gets sick or we lose our business or our moneymaker. We find ourselves in a circumstance where we, where we have to borrow just to survive because we have no other means. But I want to explain something. In those situations, the body of Christ is supposed to step in to help you until you get back on your feet, right? So in those situations, the family, the church, and the body of Christ. So in other words, the reason, so one of the other reasons why many of us fall prey to consumer debt, because our families, the church, and the body of Christ doesn't function the way it should function. So let's assume that I've been a good steward. Let's assume I'm living within my means. Let's assume that I've been responsible. Then, but but if the body, if my family, my church, and the body of Christ doesn't play the role it should, then many of us in situations where 
we 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 because of circumstance outside of our control find ourselves indebted is because our family the church and the body of christ is not serving its purpose because indebtedness is not always because of irresponsibility or because we're not living within our means sometimes it's because of the circumstances of just the the sinful world we live in and as a result the the family the church and the body of christ is supposed to step in to come to a help once we get back become stable so that's another reason because the, the family the church and the body is not functioning as it should is joining us supplying the need of the other the other reason why we might find ourselves in consumer debt circumstance is that if it's not because we're being bad steward or irresponsible or live with them if it's not because the body's not playing his role or the family or the church sometimes just because god is testing us right we live in a sinful world and sometimes he will allow us to be indebted by the way he's always testing us but 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 he will allow us to go through to see how we handle it does it make us better or bitter does it make us does it help us draw closer to him or away from him does it enable us to conform more to his image and likeness right do we grow and learn as a result do we become better people or or do we become bitter and ungrateful and 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 so forth so on you, you follow me so in other words now whatever the reason that where you may find yourself being a victim of bad debt it doesn't matter the key is what is your attitude towards it what's your attitude as you look at this year if your attitude in 2020 had been funky and stinky you have to work on your attitude in 2021 because you will not become debt free no matter what you do mechanically if your attitude does not change right if your attitude does not improve so you want to make sure that your attitude is is, is such that it has got god's word and, and that you trust him fully for where he has you and where he's taken you now so having understood that let's talk about circumstances and by the way part of it is you know whether it's you're trying to make sure you be a good steward live within your means whether it's circumstance out of your control the body's not stepping in or, the, or your family or the church or whether it's just god testing you don't worry whatever the situation don't worry put your complete trust in the lord and trust me and 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 he'll see you through no matter the situation so we don't know what brought the bankrupt widow into bankruptcy. We're not sure whether it was because um, the, her husband was just there was pure bad debt, whether it was good debt turned bad, or whether it was just God testing him and testing his family, or whether it was uh, because the, 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 the fa his family, the church, and the body didn't step in. We don't know what it is now. He did go to the prophet Elijah, and he represented the body. Right, so he did go for help, or the, or she did go for help. So we're not sure why she got in that situation. We do know this: that um, in the end, she went to the right place for help, right? And so when you find yourself like she, where you don't have enough to meet your needs, or to take care of you, the situation you're looking at, 
uh, you, and 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 you you can borrow outside of yourself. Uh, but the key is that you you need to borrow for production and not for consumption. Let's talk about it. You see, because the minute you borrow for whatever the purpose, scripture teaches us that the borrower is always slave to the lender. That means as long as you owe the money, you have to you have to work to pay it off. So you're not truly free unless you're completely debt free, right? Because you, you have to work to pay it off. So you're slave to the lender. And by the way, back in those days, you, there was literally a, a debt slavery, right? You literally had to go in and work your way back into freedom, right? But today it's more psychological. Today, it's, it's uh, whether you are in physical slavery or not, you are in slavery. You are in bondage because you're, you have limited, you know, my wife and I, we commit 20% of our revenue was debt. Debt payments, that's part of our financial model. Well, guess what? And by the way, we teach this in, in this whole nothing but a job well. But guess what? I look forward to that day where I don't have to commit that kind of money to a debt repayment. Right? I mean, think about it. That means whenever I get a dollar, I, I only have 80 cents because 20% is committed until I become debt free. Right? So, so the more debt I have, the longer it's going to take me to become debt free, right? But some people, 30%, some is 40%, right? You know, some it's, you know, so, so remember the, 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 because you don't want to have it where whenever you work, that the money is already obligated to debt repayment, right? That's not true freedom. So, so, so you want to make sure that you that you that you're not in bondage. So, so if you borrow to produce, then your attitude gotta be that you repay as quickly as possible, right? And that you invest the money in the in something, an activity that will generate more than you borrowed, so you can pay it back, right? So, which means. I'm not going to borrow just to maintain status quo. That's not production. I'm not going to borrow to improve my my lifestyle or my standard of living or my uh, or to to improve my business status. Right? I'm not going to borrow just so I don't have to go through certain struggles. But but I'm going to borrow for one single reason, to invest in very strategic specific areas of my business that will generate a yield. Now I gotta be able to measure how long it will take for that for me to have the return on investment on the money I borrowed. Right? So I'm not gonna just willy-nilly, as I said, borrow. I'm gonna be strategic. I'm gonna have a, a repayment plan. I'm gonna have a, a, a borrowing strategy. I'm gonna talk with my business coach. I'm gonna think this through so that that every dollar can bring me back a dollar and 20 cents, a dollar and 30 cents, a dollar and 50 cents, two dollars, three dollars, four dollars, five. In other words, that 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 I can clearly see the return on investment on this money so that I can be assured that that I have a clear timeline to repay using the money that I've produced from the loan that I got in order to get this to get back at this. Right? So 
Good debt, bad debt. Borrow to produce and never to consume. So here's the question for you. When you assess your personal uh, balance sheet or your business balance sheet, are most your debt, good debt or bad debt? Right? Are most of them good debt or bad debt? And if there are mostly bad debt, how do you devise a strategy to begin to work yourself to retire the bad debt so that you can either become completely free or you can replace them with good debt? Right? Good debt is that which I'm using temporarily to generate a return to repay back the debt. And it's very time bound. With that said, I realize there are circumstances where we must borrow for education, you know, to get a car note, like a car or some things that are consumable, right? That don't necessarily generate revenue immediately. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. What I am saying though, if you do, do it very strategically and thoughtfully so that it, it can improve your situation so that that car can increase your ability to produce. To, it can facilitate your forward movement into better production. Because a car where you just, a car that enables you to enjoy a certain luxury is not good debt, right? A, a uh, education for education's sake is not good debt. But if it's gonna facilitate your ability to get into a certain situation where you can be more productive, then that's what you want to consider. With that said, make an assessment, evaluate your situation, how much good debt or bad debt do you have? How do you work away from retiring all your bad debt to exchange them for good debt? But more important than that, how do you completely become debt free? Again, our lesson to you today, borrow only to produce and never to consume. Hey, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you need more information about the Nehemiah Project, visit us uh, on our website, nehemiahecommunity.com, nehemiahecommunity.com. There you can learn about our training program, how you can we can help you grow your business, start a new business from a biblical perspective. Uh, there you can learn about our coaching program, how we can come alongside you as coach. Uh, we have executive coaching. We can have, we have uh, business success accelerated group coaching programs. We have elite coaching programs. You can come alongside you and help you in growing your business as coaches. We, you also have access to capital where we can provide you some good debt, right? Financing to help you grow your business and be able to repay it as well. You can also know about how to become a member of our community uh, so that we together we can transform the world. Membership does have its privileges. Again, happy new year. And I pray that, uh, that you will walk away with this wisdom and begin to implement it immediately. Let me pray for you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord enable you to steward those talents that are under your care. Steward them in such a way that you might be able to become completely debt-free, owing no one nothing but love, or being able to use the revenue to retire all your bad debt so that you may only have good debt or no debt at all so that you might truly be free in Christ for his glory. Love you so much. Happy New Year. God bless you.